is going on, everybody? It is yours truly, Connor, also known as OKV. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the World of Fandom podcast, where you don't have to be a fan, you just have to listen to us. Anyway, uh, I know our, our, our slogan like pretty much changes every single week because I don't have good quality writing in order to pull that off. But anyway, you guys know me. I am not alone. I am with my brother from another mother. I've got Andrew Cutter, Inc., also known as Andrew Cutter, Inc. Andrew, what's going on? Hey, everyone out there. I hope you're all doing well. I feel like um, it's, and this is maybe just because we're both like two towns over. Um, this week has been dreadful. I don't know if it's because of the weather and we're now getting into fall, but like New England has just not wanted to make up its uh, mind as far as what it wants to do for weather. I agree. It's been shit house. But you know what? New England, what I always say is that if you don't like the weather, just wait a little bit. It'll change. Eventually yeah. we'll get good weather. Or just keep complaining until you don't move. That's true. <laughs> I mean, you know? let, let's face it. We've had like what, at least two generations where like people have just bitched and moaned about the weather, and it's like, let's move to Florida. Nah, nah. We everyone says they want to move to Florida, but why would you? Nothing gets at anyone in Florida. Florida's perfectly fine, but why yeah. would you want to move to Florida? Because it's like hurricanes and like it's God's waiting stuff room. It's basically that. <laughs> why? Why? I mean, not only God's waiting room. I mean, they send so much stuff down there. I mean, come on. Like, you're right. The floods, the hurricanes, it's like, it's pretty close to being that Bugs Bunny cartoon where he, like, sawed off Florida and then pushed it off. Do you remember that? Mm, yep, I do remember that. <laughs> it's like, it's really close to that. But anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We always appreciate you guys listening to us, whether it is on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pootcasts, or anywhere and everywhere in between. Appreciate all your continued love and support. If you guys haven't followed us on the social media, I don't know what you're doing because we're actually quite active over there. Uh, Twitter is, and I'm actually trying to pull up my our Twitter account because I keep forgetting what our Twitter account is because I, I remember I had to like, put it in like three or four different times before I found one that was actually actually not taken uh but if you want to follow us over on the twitter it's at pod fandom we always appreciate you guys following us and interacting with us because that way you guys can get the scoop and the lowdown on what's going on in future episodes and i know now andrew before we get into the meat of things today today we're talking about beast wars and beast machines which i'm really looking forward to i think do you have any hot takes this week or are we are we are we mild takes this week well shit i think it's good that you brought up uh looney tunes and bugs bunny for a second there because i have have just two quick animation hot takes. Yep. Just two quick ones. Number one is the trailer for Animaniacs returning to Hulu so has happy. come out. So happy about bro, that. Bro, it is great. Listen, Animaniacs was one of the best animations of the 90s for cartoons, and it was so ahead of its time. Yes. And I actually had to go back as an adult to rewatch it to get half the jokes, but so happy <laughs> that's coming back. And it's recently dropped today that Tiny Toons is also coming back, the parent show to Animaniacs. I just saw your your post about that on, on Facebook. Ooh. And it's funny, you know, real quick on the Animaniac stuff, I'm really like optimistic about it. I'm very happy from what I saw from the trailer. That's one of those shows that I really wish I paid more attention to as a kid when it was on the air. I agree. But you know what? I think it's funny because kids today have so many things to watch. But just because there's so many things, I don't feel like the quality is as good. We had so many high-quality things to watch, from Batman the Animated Series mm -hmm. to Pokemon to Tiny Toons to Animaniacs. You know what? Even the shitty shows, like Street Sharks. You remember Street <laughs> oh Sharks? Oh, my God. Yes, I remember Street Sharks. Or, or dude, the Mighty Ducks cartoon show, oh, where wow. they're actually alien ducks yep. and they have a golden mask. Even um, the terrible shows were Wait, good. wait. There's more. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's more I can think of. Hold on. Um, what was it? 
uh, my, uh, oh, what the hell was the name of it? Biker Mice from Mars. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, bro, bro. Seeing that we were talking about Power Rangers a few weeks ago, let's throw a real old one there. Mystic Knights of Tyranno. You know, it's funny. I actually really liked that show. I thought that show was pretty decent, but I have to go back. I, I can't find the episodes for the life of me. Um, but yes, I remember Mr. I remember all the Saban rip, you know, the, the Tokusaku, uh, you had Mystic Knights of Tiranog, uh, VR Troopers. Mm-hmm. I, I love me some big, bad Beetleborgs though. Beetleborgs was so good. Yep. So good. Um, Masked yeah. Rider. Mm-hmm. Man, there's so many there was, other ones. But, um, but the Tiny Toon ones, I'm really, I, I saw your post. I heard some like mild rumblings about it. I'm like, maybe that's just like, you know, a rumor hyping on the hype trail, but I read the article that you posted and you're right. I mean, that's gonna be. I mean, if the writers are still the same and and the and the humor still same, I'm all on board. That's kind of why I'm on board with Animaniacs because they got back all the original voice actors. Yeah, which is necessary because those voice actors were classic. Like you know, the funny thing is, is the guy that did Wacko, um, he wasn't even. Uh, that was like I think his first job he got as a voice actor. So like he he fucking killed it. He yeah. absolutely killed it. Yep. But yeah, no, um, that's my. My only really hot takes. I mean, if you want me deep dive, I can I can hot take some dark stuff. But no, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't we haven't gotten to we haven't gotten to double digits in the episode yet. So we got to well, ease listen, into the dark stuff. Ever ever seeing Roman Reigns destroy his cousin in Hell in a Cell? I'm in a dark mood. I mean, I it was it. that was like I said to you uh, right before we got on here. Best match of Hell in a Cell. Uh, it's the only match I watched. Not that I didn't have interest in the other matches, but really, I had seen clips of the emotional stuff with that. And I mean, it it, it looked like a freaking win to me, and it was. And and uh, just raw emotion with that. But I'm sure we'll talk about that when we do some follow up stuff with uh, with wrestling. Who knows? And real quick, I actually have uh, two quick little hot takes of my own. I, I don't want to call what? them hot. I don't want to call them hot takes because number one, that's stealing from you, and two, I don't do spicy stuff. I'll call them mild oh, takes. We'll call them mild, mild takes. takes. Mild takes. I thought you were gonna call them cold takes. Hot takes, cold takes. Ah, uh, no, do mild takes. It's fine. It's already freaking cold enough in New England, and as it is anyway. Anyway, um, <laughs> colder than chicken parmesan. Anyway, the uh, the it's never cold. Uh, two quick things. One was a big Power Rangers thing that we were talking about beforehand when we got on here, which I just heard a couple of days ago about the relationship between uh, Hasbro and Toei Animation. And this is going to get a little like weird behind-the-scenes thing, and if it's a little boring, bear with me, but I'm going to try to explain this the best I can. So, long story short, Hasbro now hounds the rights to Power Rangers. They're the ones producing the shows. Uh, uh, Beast Morphers is wrapping up now if it's not already done, and then they're going to go into Dino Fury next year. However, they always borrow the footage from Power Rangers from Toei Animation, or the, uh, the mm-hmm. to- Tokusaku uh, Super Sentai. That's, they've been doing it for 25 years. Apparently, that deal is now done. And they will no right. longer be doing Power Rangers, or at least not doing Power Rangers the way they've been doing it for over 25 years after Dino Fury. Correct. That's kind of so, crazy. <laughs> it's um, it's definitely, it's definitely something that's going to be different. And you know what? Here's the thing that, and you know, you and I talked a little bit about this beforehand, but I kind of want to emphasize uh, how this could be a good thing. Um, Power Rangers itself and there's so many fantastic seasons and we talked about this, but mm-hmm. um, let's let's be straight. The most popular and most recognizable season is the Mighty Morphin season. Yep. One theory that people have out there, and I, there's no credence to this, I'm just saying as a theory, is that why not do Mighty Morphin again as an animated series? That way you don't have to worry about getting the old uh, actors back, and not for nothing, I love all the old actors, but like 
they are in their 40s, almost 50s. So, like, you know, if you want to go, it's almost like mirroring the Boom Studio comics. You can have a younger team right. in a contemporary time, and you can get new voice actors, or you can bring back the old actors and have them do voice acting. But it gives you a chance to touch upon Mighty Morphin and do it properly without having to, you know... I think the animated style would be perfect, especially because, I mean, nowadays, not only can you make great animation in a short amount of time, um, but on top of that, you know, the big thing for me would be the writing. You know, uh, we were actually, I was telling Andrew about this in between this episode and last one about how I started watching Beast Morphers again, and I watched only the first three episodes. I'm like, I'm already loving this season. Like this season's already fantastic because it's doing great things to kind of world build and, and build a lot of homage to the original stuff. And, and I won't spoil too much, but it, it keeps going and just a lot of like things that just make sense. And then, you know, if you get shut, um, if you get, um, Chip Lynn in there or judge Chip Lynn, who has been one of the more infamous writers of power Rangers, he did I think halfway through turbo through time force RPM, uh, Dino Charge and and I think and then Beast Morphers. You get him involved in the animated stuff, and you really get a chance to have some fun with the characters. Pfft, sign me up. I'm all for it. I'm all for rehashing it as long as it's done well. You know that's Correct. why I wasn't big on the movie. No, I, I agree with that. the The movie wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't done right. And uh, I have we can talk. We'll talk about this another time. I have an alternate ending to the movie. That would have tied it together so perfectly, but not tonight. Then, we don't have five hours. And then the only other thing, it wasn't so much a, this isn't really much of a hot take, but something I wanted to share to anybody who's listening out there who uh, might be following my stuff. I finally started on the History of Dragon Ball series. Oh, man. I have a newfound level of respect for Linkara and everybody else who does these retrospectives. Holy crap. Not easy. Is it? No, no, I haven't even gotten to the video editing part yet. I'm only halfway through the Pilaf saga, and the co- I've have I have like five, I have five pages of notes. So, <laughs> are you you're doing it saga by saga, correct? Yeah the, the the basic premise for those of you guys who don't know what I'm doing I'm I'm going to be doing over on my on my channel and on my stuff I am doing a essentially the same style that Linkara has done with History of Power Rangers on his Atop the Fourth Wall series to Dragon Ball. But what I'll be doing is, because obviously Power Rangers is, is formulaic a little bit differently because he can do it by series, I'm doing it by sagas. But I'm also doing it in a way that's going to flow the best. So, when and this will probably be more prevalent when I get to Z, but mm-hmm. th- there's like some mini sagas in Z that like don't really, like I'm going to probably combine those. So I might do like the Namek and the Ginyu saga as one retrospective and then just do a whole one on the Frieza one. So it's it's gonna be it, it's gonna I'm gonna see how things go. Um, the Saiyan saga will definitely be one, but like, man, <laughs> I'm only on the first part. And I'm already I'm, it's 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 hurting, but uh, it's really fun to go back and watch some of the old stuff though, for sure. Like I think Dragon Ball is highly underrated. I agree, and you know the thing about it is, Dragon Ball was an adventure story, and the, that how can I say this? Dragon Ball Z overshadowed Dragon Ball because Dragon Ball Z just was better, right? You know, you can well, it was talk a about the merit. It was a completely different tone. Like if you if you look at the first, almost all of Dragon Ball except for the last two major arcs, which was King Piccolo and Piccolo Junior. And Tien Shinhan's arrival was kind of starting. I think when Tien arrived, that was the beginning of the tone shift from very lighthearted and comedic to. I mean, for God's sakes, you look at what happened at the beginning, right? 
He finds the Dragon Balls, he trains with Master Roshi and goes in the World Martial Arts Tournament, and he defeats an entire freaking army. I mean, those are all, for the most part, comedic tones to it. When Tien kind of arrived, that's when you started to see the shift in tone in terms of it going from very funny or very lighthearted to the serious fighting style started to take over more. And then when you just got to the Piccolo stuff, it was like off to the races. Um, so then by the end of Dragon Ball, it was definitely more of a different show than it was when it began. So Z was more popular, and I even I even say this in the notes of the first episode, is because I think one of the part of it is you have a fight right off the bat. You have, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Raditz, but it's still a fight. You know, as hey, opposed to Dragon Ball, which takes time. No, no, go ahead, continue. No, no, that's all I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say, don't hate on Raditz, because, dude, Raditz was, he was a boss for a 900-pound level, I think. What's a 900? Oh, God, I completely, you know what? That's the other thing, too, is I'm going to have really a lot of fun calculating these stupid freaking power levels through the first half of Z. Ugh. But it started, yeah. it's on its way. I'll keep you guys posted with more stuff if you guys are interested, but... uh I'm aiming for Christmas for the first one. That's what I'm aiming for. What will happen or not, we'll see. You know what we should do? Uh, because I've been thinking about this a lot, and I know we're a little off track, but, you know, yeah, whatever. The way this, this, how we are. This, this is the way the, flow, the, the, um, the show flows. I really have been thinking about what would be a great story for Dragon Ball mm. um, and, and Dragon Ball Super and what the next arc would be or what I would do the next arc as. Mm -hmm. I have a really good idea. I don't know if maybe one podcast we should do it, but I, well, you know, I don't know if we could make a whole podcast over because I could probably give it to you in less than five minutes, but I just been thinking that there's so much potential in the Dragon Ball universe that you can tell a story arc with very limited fighting and still have it be really good. I don't know if you want to do that in the future or not, but I've been thinking that a lot lately, be, lately because a lot has been happening in the manga, especially with Goku. God damn it, giving a sensu bean tomorrow, which is annoying. <laughs> so that um, that meme um, I shared was pretty accurate then. Very accurate. I mean, you you're, you're not doing the manga; you're just doing the anime. Let me I, just tell you, yeah. I, I I you know what they could have got this. You know what they could have got the same result if you just stole the um, what's it called the the sensu bean from Krillin. But instead, Goku's like, hey, Krillin, you wanna you want to give me that sensu bean? Krillin should have just ate that sensu bean. By the way, ate it right there. By the way, fun fact: I found out why uh, a lot of the fights and episodes in the anime are drawn out. Well, it's because of the manga. Yeah, because they had, they were eventually so caught up to the manga that they had to wait for the new manga to come out before they could make the new anime episode. Yeah. Well, what do you think uh, the Garlic Junior saga was? It was uh... a whole filler. I really might just like skip that to be honest with you or make it like a footnote on like the beginning of the trunks era or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's like, I'm like, huh, that makes a ton of sense now. Um, but anyway, but that's neither here nor there. Random hodgepodge stuff. You got random hodgepodge stuff you want us to talk about? Hit us up on the Twitter at fan pod or pod fandom. We always love hearing from you guys, but let's shift gears about this week's episode, which, uh, this one, this one again. We 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 talked. We just did a whole bunch of nostalgia in a row. Animaniacs, Tiny Toons, talk about Power Rangers and Dragon Ball, and now we're talking Transformers. But specifically, we're not talking about just any Transformers series or any Transformers movies because God knows there's enough of those out there. Mm -hmm. We are talking specifically about Beast Wars and its successor, Beast Machines. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm super pumped about this. Um, do you want to start, or do you want, should we do a history of our 
history with Beast Wars or Transformers or you know what's funny just... I tr- uh, yeah we can definitely do that I'm I'm trying to actually remember when I first saw it and I'm I, I could have sworn it was Cartoon Network I think they were the ones that were airing it on Toonami I could be I, I'm almost certain of that but I can't like really like there's a lot of shows that I can instantly associate with what network or what you know like Dragon Ball I associate with Toonami and Cartoon Network uh, Power Rangers Fox Kids Animaniacs like Kids W you know what I mean like I can I can easily like boom identify but the, I can't quite do it with Beast Wars or Beast Machines. Actually, Beast Machines, I think, was on Fox Kids now that I think about it. But Beast Wars was an interesting thing because it was one of the very rare shows outside of, remember Reboot? I do remember Reboot. That was a good show, too. Shame it didn't get to finish it off. But um, I remember it showing up on whatever network it was. And it was one of the only like 3D animated like shows like that in existence outside of reboot. I think maybe a couple of others, um, but it really caught my attention because obviously the transformer style and then of course, different, you know, different, uh, different generation. For those of you who don't know what we're referring to beast wars takes place after the great war between the Autobots and the Decepticons with the next generation of transformers known as the Maximals descending from the Autobots and the Decepticons. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, the Predacons descending from the Decepticons. And they're basically having a fight on this quote unquote mysterious planet, which spoilers, we are going to talk about the spoilers. I'm sure. Um, oh, yeah. and, I think, and and mind you, I am not a hardcore Transformers fan. I'm not. But I will say that Beast Wars was a, a very well-written show. Beast Machines, <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, but I think Beast Wars was so good because it was able to stand on its own, pay mm-hmm. homage to the original Transformers, and have some fantastic characters, too. But you know I'll, what the funny thing is, uh, for how well written it was, uh, in interviews with the writers, half the time they were just pulling shit out of their ass. They yeah, I heard, I, I heard about that too. And let me, I'm going to take a guess. I think we both have probably the same favorite character. Go guess. Dinobot? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, when, when we look at Beast Wars, for me, um, or we look at Transformers, right? I have a lot of nostalgia with Transformers. Um, because I, you're an only child, yep. but I have an older brother and sister. Um, my sister's five years older than me, and my brother's ten years older than me. So he grew up during Generation One. You know, I was born in '87, so Generation One's pretty much done. Right. So uh, when yeah. the reruns, yeah, when the reruns were coming out, I would watch them with him, and then I watched the movie. So I was already pretty into Transformers, and I've watched a couple since Beast Wars. Right, I've watched Robots in Disguise, Transformers Animated, some of the uh, Unicron trilogy, and of course the live-action movies. But right. uh, Beast Wars was my thing, dude. Beast Wars was a show uh, a- ahead of its time for the graphics, yep. for the um, for the storytelling, for the characters, for the character-driven dr- uh, stories. Uh, everything was fantastic, and yes, uh, you know, Dinobot is uh, not only my favorite character from the show, he's my favorite Transformer, and uh, he's definitely in my top ten favorite fictional characters. Uh, the character mm-hmm. has the single most complete uh, story arc in the whole entire series, yep. uh, in my opinion, and uh, his episode, his final episode, Code of Hero, is my favorite Transformers episode. It's It's beautifully done. And when I die, Connor, because I'm probably going to die before you, knowing my track record, I will say, tell my tale to those who ask, 
tell truly, tell deeds along with the good. Wait, so I may be judged accordingly. What? What? The rest of silence. What? What? Where? What, on what factual basis do you think you're going to go before me? I have two boys. What, what well, hold on, hold on. I okay. have two boys. Uh huh. You have one boy and you have one girl. Uh huh. Right. Okay. That was number that? two. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number two, I, I actually don't have anything else. I was about I to say, your foundation's built on sand and the tide's coming in. <laughs> okay, well, either way, right, when it comes down to it, um, Dinobot was just amazing. But the, the show overall had fantastic writing. And you know what? It tackled a lot of things that I didn't even realize it was tackling. Like, um, obviously, themes that kids probably wouldn't understand that well, but you have the concept of destiny, the concept of revenge with mm-hmm. Depth Charge or Rampage. You have cannibalism in there with fucking tarantulas. You have the... Um, Transmutate was have, another really underrated yep, episode, which I, was I just really gonna, liked. I was just going to say that because Transmutate was, and you know, an interpretation of it is basically that of a, um, a uh, mentally developed transformer that you know wasn't yep. you know on the spectrum and all that so right. i mean there was just a lot that was going on for transformers uh, beast wars that just you didn't realize until you're an adult the, the not, so i actually just recently watched i was actually we were talking about this before i actually just watched both series in their entirety uh last month oh, or so and it is interesting because you know again not, to go back a second it's not that I hated Transformers, but I wasn't as deeply invested with it as I was Beast Wars. Mm-hmm. And I, so I knew of Optimus Prime and Megatron and Starscream and like Unicron and the Allspark. And, and like Andrew, I, I watched the movie. So I knew of like like what it was basis around of. and I, But I didn't like I couldn't tell you every character that was on the Autobots or the Decepticons. And really, that was the uh, that was the big um, thing that apparently the writers wanted to make sure of, or that, that um, I think Hasbro was also involved in the production, but they were like, we wanted to create a show, another Transformer show, but we felt like the reason it wasn't really, you know, we want to make it better than the other ones is because we wanted to give depth to the characters. We wanted them to actually have people invest in different people on different sides, which with very, with, with some exceptions, um, they did a great job of being able to distinguish, distinguish each and own personality and flush them out a lot more than they did in the original one. That's why I think beast wars was so successful was because, you know, I'm not saying you didn't have those type of characters in the original Transformers or their series beyond that, but you could identify with more. Like right now, if you ask people, like, oh, name some Transformers, they could probably do Megatron, Starscream, Optimus, and maybe Bumblebee, and maybe a few others, right? But mm-hmm. with Beast Wars, if you were into it, obviously, there were so many different characters with unique personalities and and different character traits, and then, like you said, like you're really hitting home on those points of. Um, loyalty uh revenge betrayal romance um you know the thing with transmute like all these different things uh destiny versus um you know fate and all this stuff it's just so good it's so good um beast machines we'll, we'll get to but um beast wars itself i i and again this is hard for me to say because i haven't watched all the other transformers but i'll say it's the best one yeah, I think uh, general consensus amongst fans is that Beast Wars is, at least writing-wise, pound for pound, the, the best of the shows. There's obviously a contention that, you know, G1, because of its nostalgia. Right. But, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's, uh, 
I would, without a doubt, say Beast Wars is the best Transformer show of all time. Now, we're probably going to, again, spoiler territory, because we're going to talk about the actual show itself. But So the show had three seasons. Um, the first season was more or less establishing the characters, adding a few new ones, and establishing the stakes. So the, the first season was kind of um, more uh, episodic and more standalone so it's not like there was a lot of ramifications for other things that happened other than like characters getting introduced uh then season two happened with uh the <laughs> transmetals and all that went out the window and a lot of stuff changed well season one shit hit the fan at the very end with like oh there's aliens here to destroy this planet um which i don't know about you but i was just like whoopsie daisy and i went back <laughs> and watched and it was really like the aliens just didn't give a didn't give a shit, and they're just like, no, you've already exper- you already contaminated enough stuff. Like, Optimus, is like, we'll leave peacefully. Like, first off, you're speaking for Megatron, which is not going to go well. No, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> and and secondly, um, uh, just just the the concept of like, no, we'll go. It's like, no, no, screw this. Let's uh, let's let's blow this pop t- pop stand, and then they proceed to annihilate an entire planet with an ecosystem on it. So. Okay. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is that that season finale, I actually believe that was the end of the show when I first watched it. I thought that they were like, oh, they killed Optimus Prime, and that's it. It's done. But well, what, so the Me- Megatron was just going to, like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> By the I way. Mean, geez, I mean, it was, what, 96? I was... Was it 96? 10 years old? God. Was it? Yeah, I no, that, sounds, that sounds about right. By the way, um... Megatron's a close second for my favorite character on that show. A ve- like without a doubt, very close second. Like it's it's hard not to like Megatron. It's really not hard. It's it's hard to to not like Megatron in in Beast Wars. Um, when they revealed in season two that it was in fact pre- it, that is in fact prehistoric Earth, it's interesting because they kind of take their time with like putting the dots together, which mm-hmm. I was really appreciative of. Like you pretty much found out that it was Earth like the third episode in of season two, but they didn't really do a whole lot with it. And I think season two is also where the writing went up a notch. You know, you had Dinobot, you had the the Dinobots death, which I, I would say I'm trying, I'm trying to think through about back all the episodes. Yeah. It's probably the best episode of the entire show. Um, yeah, that's probably the best episode of the entire show. Uh, I also liked Rampage. Rampage. Funny how I'm loving all the Predacons. <laughs> Screw the Maximals. I hated. I hated all the Maximals. But you know, although I did like Silverbolt. Silverbolt was goofily charmy. You know, as far as the Maximals. But um, I did like Rampage, Megatron, and Dinobot were definitely mine up there. But season yeah. two, I think you could tell the writing was definitely going up because you had you had more bigger stakes involved. You had different character like rampage was a completely different character than anything else than we had ever saw like an un- basically an indestructible transformer quote unquote uh mm-hmm. and then megatron twisting his spark around to, so that he can obey like just such good stuff man it's so good it's so so good i'm gushing but screw it it's so good um season two i thought everything was like well that's it i thought season two was the end because i'm like you really Megatron's really? destroying time. He's destroying time. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, I didn't think that was going to be the end. Although, <laughs> wait a minute, uh, wait, I mean, wait, 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 wait. An alien construct blows up Optimus Prime, and you're like, 
well, this is the end of the series, but they destroy. They're basically destroying the space time continuum, and you're like, nah, they, they're, they're gonna. How are they gonna get out of this pickle? <laughs> well, I thought to myself, I'm like, well, he's killing Optimus Prime, but Optimus Prime never died, so I was, you know, cool with it. <laughs> I, I, I really, I, I put two and two together. Clearly, did you, you didn't. No, not at all. Did season three? Did your jaw drop when like everything? Like everything changed, like everything changed. Um, in what way? You mean when they in the first episode? In the first episode, right? First episode of the third season, they <laughs> just just for context, they repair a very very damaged Optimus Prime, uh, restore the space time continuum. The maximal base gets destroyed, and Optimus becomes the biggest transformer physically uh, than any other. I don't think I was all that shocked by it. You know, the thing is, is I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Although I did watch season three, and I did watch it every week, I wasn't as in. This is this is kid me, not adult me. Uh-huh. I wasn't as entirely invested because Dinobot was dead. So. Well, sort of. Well, yes, I, I get it, right? Clone, but uh, at the end of the day, when all said and done. Um, I, I wasn't really shocked by anything because at this point the the show was also throwing like a million curveballs per second. That's true. So, yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, season three, season two, I think was the best written in terms of like going through the whole season. Season three was just like, I I think they were they got a little too envious and like literally had a dartboard going and just kind of throwing stuff against the wall. But I will say that a lot of that stuff stuck. I love the depth charge dynamic. Um. I wish, I wish they it, it it's kind of weird with depth charge because I feel like they could have done I feel like they could have done more but at the same time how much could they do given that he was stuck there you know what I mean like it's a weird it was a weird dynamic for me because I did but I did love the relationship with him and Rampage of how they had this like love hate thing going on and um Tarantulas's death I thought was a little underwhelming though don't you think I do but um no, I agree with you. I, I do. I'm trying to remember what Tarantulas did in season three because I don't think he was quite as active. He kind of just no. His cave. He he actually, although he did reveal a very interesting tidbit about himself. He has a spawn Unicron. He's neither Decepticon or right. Autobot or which, Maximum. Which that's Autobot. the other thing I think I liked about season two and three a lot more is that season one. Again, you had a lot of mystery as far as like, oh, this mysterious planet with with Energon on it, right? But then once season two established that you were on Earth, they really, and I mean, and and not even just from that fact alone, but they really flushed out a lot of the history and a lot of the lore. And I give them, I give the writers a lot of respect for like connecting a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Because you have a lot of the Transformer series now, at least from what I've seen. And again, I have not gone, like, I haven't watched a lot of them. I feel like they're just kind of going all over the place. Like there's no like one main it's it's not like one main continuity have like oh this version of Transformers or this version of Transformers, but Beast Wars stuck it hard to giggity to the G one original like they did they did their research. Yeah, um, and you know what? They also had the benefit of being continuity wise connected to um, G one. Right. Whereas if you look at the rest of them, they weren't in continuity with no. G one. So. No. It's it's kind of tough to to have that uh, fluidity in your storytelling, right? You always have to restructure, and you're also telling the same story with the same characters, right? Not not for nothing, but like yeah. it's always Prime, it's always Megatron, and I'm talking about 
Optimus Prime, and it's always Megatron, always Starscream, whereas with Beast Wars, it's the first time that they really went all out and said, screw it, we're doing a completely new cast. So, True. I mean, I, I see, and I, that goes back to my point of why I think we, and I don't want to speak for you, but why I think fans in general clung to Beast Wars is because, again, the relatability of the characters. Yeah, it could be it could be repetitive. Yes, it could be like the same stories in certain aspects over and over again, or you know, MacGuffin item of the day or whatever. <clears throat> but um, but a lot of the characters, like we 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 just said, Dinobot was fantastic. Megatron, best Megatron in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. I loved Rampage. I liked um, Silverbolt. I liked Rat Trap. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that were on there. There was a lot. Holy crap. <laughs> but like there was but there Black was Arachnia was a great one. Yes, of course. Uh like but though but because those characters have different layers to them. They're not as one I mean, granted there are some that are very one dimensional, uh like Scorponok and Ter- and Pterosaur, who appropriately got killed off. Uh but what do you think of the end of Beast Wars? So I think Beast Wars ultimately I think it's tough okay, so Season one was my favorite. Well, no, season two was probably mm, tough. Right? Season it's it's tough to say which season is my favorite of the two. I like the one-off episodes of season one, and I like the atmosphere that they had, like the mysteries and everything. But season two had the better storytelling. Yeah. Season three had so much going for it, but the but the problem for me with season three is that they had so much going for it that they never really got to push that well. Um, Tiger Hawk came in right. And he literally had three episodes that died, right? And Megatron got his final dragon form in the second to last episode. We didn't get to see enough of that until much later in Beast Machines. Yep. So I think there was a lot of ideas that could have been flushed out with another season or a longer season. I think season three is, what, 13 episodes? Uh, I, I, I can look that up while, while you're talking. Let me just yeah. see here. Season three and season two were, I think, 13 episodes each. And... Um, Season one was 26 episodes. Let's see what we got here. Um, season one was 26, and each subsequent season after that was indeed 13. There we go. Yeah. So I think um, I think it just suffered from not having, you know, a, a full 26 episodes to tell its story and, and flesh out all that stuff. Uh, as for the ending, um, I was fine with it. Like with a lot of endings from TV shows, you never actually get to see the return home or what happens when they return home. But technically we did with Beast Machines. I don't know how... I mean, they must have known in advance that they were doing Beast Machines, which we'll have to talk talk about in a bit. But, um, yeah, I had no problem with the end of Season 3. And not just that, I liked, you know, the nemesis coming up and the big battle, and and I thought it was pretty good. I mean... I sort of, <laughs> as I'm choking here, um, I sort of get what you're saying. I feel like season three, I don't want to say they jumped the shark, but it was it like the shark was coming up to the to the shoreline. You know what I mean? Like it was it was because yeah, there there's a lot that I'm not going to deny that there's a lot they could have done if they maybe reverted season three a little bit more to the episodic like the 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 standalone episodes like season one had. Um, and then sprinkle in some two-parters every once in a while. Probably could get away with that. But I think at the same time, it's like, okay, you ha- <clears throat> we know that at some point it's going to have to end. And because sure. I don't even remember the end of G1. Like, how did 
that happen? So Generation 1 has a complicated ending, but See? I'll give it to you in less than five minutes. Okay. So <laughs> I love, we're going to sum out an entire uh, amazing show in the ending in less than five seconds. Go. So it depends on if you follow the American or the Japanese. Um, in the American version, at the end of Season 3, we had a three-part called The Return of Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. which technically was the start of Season 4 in which Optimus Prime was brought back to life by the Quintessons. And that was the end. That was technically season four was only three episodes. Uh, they never continued it after that. <laughs> However, in Japan, yep. Japan exclusively continued it in a show called the Headmasters, mm-hmm. which dealt with the new toy of the time, the, the Headmasters, but it's not canon to Beast Wars. So Headmasters is a ca- canonical extension to G1, right. but it's not the Beast Wars. I feel like so I heard about this before, but I, I, I never heard, I heard the name, but I never knew what it was about, but go ahead. Yeah, no, Headmasters is it's just a, a gimmick toy, right? A little Transformer <laughs> transformed. Listen, dude, and then there's Target Masters, ready? Here we yeah. go. Headmasters transform into the heads of other Transformers, while Target Masters transform into guns, kind of like how G1 Megatron turned into a gun. It's a, it's a decent concept, and there's a lot of good ideas that came from it, but I never really cared for Headmasters. And Headmasters had Optimus Prime killed off again. What was the point of bringing him back if you just killed him off again? So I just kind of ignore it. Merchandise. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. Of course. Um, I mean, that's why they did the Transmetals. And, anyway. Um, but where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So... Um, Okay, so so the thing is, like that—that's kind of was I was afraid it was going to happen with Beast Wars is that I could not, for the life of me, remember how the original G one version ended, and I think that with such good writers, even season three, you know, despite it not being better than maybe compared to its previous, you know, two seasons, still had some good, very good um, writing moments or episodes, like you know, in 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 tangent, maybe not consistently, but still had some good ones. And I think it's and I think it's always better to end a story on a high note than rather than try to stretch it out for the sake of trying to stretch it out. You know what I mean? Um, I've, I've always said that about Breaking Bad. Like Breaking Bad, I think ended when it needed to end it, and if you kept going, it'd be turning into the freaking Walking Dead, which that's just like you talk about zombies. Jeez, but um, I think the ending to season three was. <laughs> laugh at this a little bit but I felt I, I was like this is like a Power Rangers episode and I don't mean that in a bad way I mean it as of wow everything's going wrong and everyone is dying like <laughs> literally every Predacon except for Megatron I mean Dino we don't even know I mean Dinobot had to have died yeah he did because Rampage's spark was tied to him so when Rampage's spark was destroyed so was Dinopots. No, but he lived after Rampage was destroyed. No, he did. Oh no, 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 you're right. He was freed of it, and then right. uh, he died uh, on, the, on the Nemesis. Uh, yeah, he yeah. died on the Nemesis. My apology. That you're right. Tisk tisk. I'm gonna deduct. Hey, bro. Uh, I'm gonna start deducting points. Uh, shame on you. <laughs> shame on me. <laughs> Um, but no, uh, except for Megatron and what? <laughs> spoilers, Waspinator. Um, Every Predacon's killed. Every Correct. every well, actually, only two Maximals were killed, right? Depth Charge, Depth Charge and um, Tigerhawk. Tiger Those are the only two Maximals that were killed. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, every other every other person's dead. So it's like, well, okay. Um, and by the way, I went back to I actually after I finished watching Beast Wars, I went back to watch. I'm like, 
did they really screw that thing up with the nemesis? Like, did, did like the nemesis ever, and they never mentioned the nemesis in G1, which I thought was very interesting. So it's what not, do you mean they never I was, mentioned? I was, well, I mean, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me back up here. When they were explaining the end of Beast Wars, and they were explaining the nemesis being the Decepticon ship that shot down the Ark, and then they both got Correct. shot down... I was curious. I'm like, well, if they got shot down, how did they get on board the Ark? And how did the Nemesis ship never got like salvaged or even mentioned after that in the original G1? I mean, I know the answer to this if you asked me it okay. five years ago. Oh. Back at, <laughs> I mean, I was going to so say. Wait, so you're asking how they got onto the Ark. I think they, um, they teleported. Uh, they they did something. They got on it. I think they yeah. they just flew onto it, or they did something. But yes. Right. But my point is, is that I was like, oh, G one never brought up the Nemesis again after that moment. No, that's not true. They, they were on the Nemesis all the time. I didn't remember. Yeah. Oh, that was okay. a that was the base of operation for Megatron. It was under the sea. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, I did not think that. I thought it had a completely different base of operations. No, no, they uh, they were on the Nemesis. It wasn't called the Nemesis, at least as far as I remember. But, I was going to say, because I went back to see if, like, I was just curious if they had, like, um, I was curious if they were, like, you know, keeping with the continuity, and, and as far as I could tell, they were. Um, but anyway, um, Nemesis, I'm just making a note of that because I want to look it up later. Um, so Beast Wars, I think we agree, was a fantastic show, great, arguably the best Transformer series um, that they've ever made. Then we get to mm-hmm. Beast Machines. Correct. So after Beast Wars, we had basically, like we said, every Predacon except for Megatron and Waspinator, spoiler, uh, is killed. Megatron gets strapped to a shuttlecraft they find in the Ark, and the Maximals, which consisted of Optimus, Cheetor, Rattrap, Rhinox, Black Arachnia, and Silverbolt, right? Mm-hmm. The six of them. Yep, 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 yep. I'm just making sure I'm, I didn't miss anybody. Um, fly back to Cybertron. Correct. However, the first episode, which I will give credit, I think the first episode is probably one of the better ones, just because of like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, has Optimus trying to find anybody in his beast mode, in his beast mode, running from these new Transformers we've never seen before, which were tanks, and I believe, yeah, I think it was just the tanks at, at first. Uh, and then finds Rat Trap, Black Arachnia, and Cheetor also in beast mode, not remembering how they got there, and not able to transform. Correct. Through long-winded exposition and trying in the, in the, to summarize everything in a very short amount of time, essentially what happens is Megatron has taken over Cybertron. He has wiped out all other Transformers on the planet, except for his Viacons, which are just sparkless drones of tanks, airplanes, and uh, cycles. Now, they never actually said outright what he did um, to take over, but I, and you can hopefully help me with this because I, I've been a little confused about this, even going back and watching it now at 33 years of old age. When they were going back to Cybertron, they had to travel through time. And Megatron jumped off of the Ark shuttlecraft before they got to Cybertron. Correct. So he took over before they got there because he ended up there in the past. Yes. The way that I... well spread a virus, from what I understand. Correct. The the way that I interpret it in headcanon, which I think is fairly accurate, is that depending on when you leave the 
I think it was Transwarp or Trans Space Drive. I forget what uh, Def Charge called it, but depending on when you leave Trans uh, Warp Drive, let's just call it that. I, I'm pretty sure Transwarp is Star Trek, but when you leave it is what time period you leave it in. So, you know, Megatron getting knocked off, knocked him off maybe, I think it was a year ahead of the Maximals. So when the Maximals eventually stopped, which was probably only moments after Megatron got knocked off, a year has already passed. So at that point, that, I mean, Megatron took over. But you also have to think of it this way, too, is that it would make logical sense that Megatron would take over because if you look at standard Predacons and Maximals, like the standard ones, there would have been no match for a Transmetal 2 Dragon Megatron-powered Megatron. Like a, and I mean, G1 Megatron-powered Megatron. It, right. They just wouldn't have had a chance. And then that's when he started removing sparks and... And I think the the evolution thing canisters were only for the Maximals for when they were showing up. Well, I know Night Scream mentioned a virus when he was because when they found Night Scream, he was like, "They're like, what the hell happened?" He like, virus took over and pushed some of us underground. Yeah, that's right. You're right. God, it's it's been like ten years since I've watched these no, no, things. Although it's been burned in my head pretty good, but no, I, I mean you're pretty accurate on everything, but I, 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 the only reason I know this is like I said, I just watched everything like a month ago. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I made, I made point to, to connect more dots. Beast machines was a very different show because it was more of a survivor's thing because now we're going from equal footing of the maximals and the protocons being on the same, uh, like basically quote unquote, even to now you're kind of switching tones into like a survivalist thing where the Maximals are trying to survive being in Cybertron with all the odds getting against them, trying to figure this out. And then they have this unique dynamic of having the balance of the organic and the, and the, and the technological. And the reason is that is that Optimus talks to the Oracle, which connects all living transformers, basically a being of, uh, mystic powers, I guess I don't want to say God, but you get the idea. Anyway, <clears throat> basically tells him, uh, and, and he believes that the reason that they were sent to Earth and fight the Beast Wars was to bring the organic back to Cybertron. Which, okay, I'm I'm not against. Like I don't know, I felt like it was a bit of a stretch. Yeah, um, and it kind of is kind of throws in the face of some G1 continuity depending on how you look at G1 continuity. Yeah. Um, if you really want me to mess with your head. Um, because, see, the way that G1 continuity views Cybertron itself, um, and, oh, God, um, this is going to be painful because i got to remember his name. It was, I think, either mm, Alpha look, Prime or something like that. I can look I, it up if you need me to. Well, see, the general concept is that, and I'm going to screw this up, but I'm going to say anyways, is that Cybertron itself was a living being. Right. Cybertron was one of two gods, Cybertron and um, Unicron. Right. Both of them were, uh, this is more of the Marvel comics, but I think it's still, it's canon to uh, the, the G1. Yep. Because it's never clearly defined if the G1 passed of Beast Wars is the Marvel comics or if it was the television show. But right. let's just say it's a mix of both. Yeah, yeah. So these these two gods were created and um, I think one of them was Alpha something, Alpha I want to say Alpha Prime, but it might have been something else. And that became Cybertron. He was never in techno organic or anything organic. He became 
this this machine planet. Same thing with the Unicron. So the concept of bringing the techno-organic stuff back just kind of felt weird because the Transformers were never about that. No. Now, if they kind of tied it to the fact that the reason why Emdron was so high and on Earth is because they had the organic, well, that's all fine and good. But that's it's, it just... I think that's... It, let me give you my 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 hot take on Beast Machines real quickly <laughs> yeah. so that we can discuss a little bit better. Sure. I, I, I like Beast Machines. Not as much as Beast Wars. Right. Um, but I think it did a lot of things right, and I think it did a couple things wrong. Um, I thought it was darker, which was nice. I thought it really allowed Optimus Primal to get more character development yes. as well as... And Cheetor gets a lot more character development and continues his growth. I think that stuff is really good. Megatron taking over and the Vicons and the twist you get with Jeff Storm being Silverbolt. I thought that was all good. And ultimately, I think that the themes of it were good. The things that I could not stand about it was the techno-organic stuff I didn't care for. Number two is that I didn't like how they transformed. Because when I see something transform, I want to see the moving parts yeah, actually transform. Yeah, I'm right there with they you. Didn't, they they kind of like morphed into themselves, like almost like a portal and morphed out. I, I don't know how to explain it. And in addition to that, a lot of them looked terrible. Like yeah. Chino looked good, right? Optimus Primal kind of looked good. But Rattrap? I hated no Mike Arachnia's design. I hated, I hated Silverbolt's. Oh. Yeah, Silverbolt Silver was fucking disgusting. He went from a, a a clear allegory for White Knight Lancelot to a Ronin Bushido yeah. Japanese. <laughs> I don't get it, bro. Although like, I don't know why. I will. I will say this: something about Silverbolt's voice coming out of like a hawk is fucking hilarious. I don't know oh. why. Uh, maybe it's because it reminds me of the of the hawk from the Muppets. Uh huh. You know uh, what I mean? No. I can, yeah, I can see that definitely. <laughs> but definitely. no, I, I think um, I think you hit the nail on the head as far as all those things. Um, I think I think if they had picked a better subject, and it could still be a spiritual subject. Yeah. If they could pick a better subject that Megatron would have been at odds with, I would have been cool with. Because at the end of the day, it it was a much better series than it gets credit for. But I think those things, especially especially the aestheticness of the robots. Mm-hmm. Which is a big factor, especially when you're trying to sell toys. Yep. You got to make sure you nail it on the head. I think the, the, the funny thing is, they actually had that in the underlying tones of the show. Like, you take away the techno organic versus the, the technological, right? Or the mix. Mm-hmm. You had that with the idea of Megatron taking over Cybertron versus the Sparks being free on their own. You could have just used that. And the the thing that I, I will say, taking away the techno-organic stuff, right, which I agree with you is not, I wasn't really hot on it. The things that I really did appreciate was that there were times where I thought Megatron was correct. And really? Yeah. There are certain episodes in Beast Machines. There's actually one uh, in particular where, and you may not have remembered this episode, but something happens to them where they get infected with a bug and they all start bickering at each other. No, I do remember that. Okay, it was one of my favorite episodes, actually, because at the very end of it, <clears throat> Optimus realizes he goes, he goes, Megatron didn't, didn't, you know, didn't do all this. He just amplified what we were already feeling. He mm-hmm. think he thinks the key to harmony is is having is having one 
singular mind. And he goes, and he goes, do you think, is it possible that Megatron might be right about this? And obviously the answer is no, mm-hmm. but it's an interesting point. And there was, there was more times you're right. It was definitely darker. And there were more points that I definitely, it, it is interesting that like Optimus was went through, I think, an amazing character transformation because the thing that I didn't the thing with Optimus in Beast Wars and not that it was a bad thing. And in a lot of ways, it was the same with Optimus in the original G1 was that Optimus was very clean cut and very, you know, by the like Autobots transform like he was very straight laced for the most part. Same with mm-hmm. Beast Wars. He was eh, a couple moments here and there, but for the most part, same. Not in Beast Machines. Beast Machines, he was heavily flawed a lot of times, and it Correct. came out. And I, and I actually really enjoyed that. Like you said, with the Cheetor dynamic too, of kind of like being the next person to take over. Like there was a lot of times where where Optimus was wrong, and he was doing this, and he was leading. It was very refreshing in that regards. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that. Um, that's why I have a love-hate relationship with Beast Machines. You can't recreate the 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 what worked in Beast Wars. There's no way, especially where you're you're really changing the dynamic of the show. And I think that the concept is genius. You know, as far as them trying to be survivors and try to you know battle over against Megatron. But the, I just felt like there was a lot of like missteps with like I love the Rhinox stuff, although I think they didn't quite hit the landing on it. Like they were close, but just, I don't know. It just didn't feel we, it, it just didn't feel right with him. Um, especially where it was yeah. completely against his character. Like it was not him at all. No, you know what? If they had done it with any other character, I think it would have been handled. Uh, I think it would have been accepted better because you know, the funny thing is, is I don't like what they did. I don't like the end result for Rhinox, right? but I do like the end result. I like the fact that Rhinox accepts the fact that, he did wrong, and it was him. Like towards the end, it was him that did it. Yeah, he was kind of influenced and poisoned and whatever. But like, it was him. It wasn't Megatron pulling the strings at the end. It right. was Rhinox pulling the strings. I just felt like it. It just. You're right. I think if they did it with somebody else, you know, like I actually, truth be told, I would have bought it more if it was Silverbolt. That I could, yeah, and then it would have worked with the arc for him too. I would have, I would have bought it more with Silverbolt than I would have with I, with with Rhinox. But I think Beast Machines. Um, it's funny. I was I was telling you this. I think we were talking about this before. I said um, I thought Beast Machines was a lot longer than it was. Beast Machines only two seasons, and correct. I do like watching back. I'm like, man, I could have sworn this show felt like it was four seasons long and it wasn't it was it was actually much shorter but i think that that goes back to the tone and the way the show is written and things are much slower paced and that i think is a a benefit and a and a, and a detriment to them at the same time um mm-hmm. because on one hand you get to really flush out the mystery flush out the character well not even necessarily the characters but you get to flush things out more and kind of really build up the suspense which is awesome but on the other times it's like man i'm getting sick to fucking death of them being chased you know what i mean yeah, I think that being chased was a problem. I also think that um, I have to hear that music you know, when they're getting chased one more. The dun 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 dun, dun, dun like f- oh. dude, it's bad. But I think another problem also is is the lack of villains. I know eventually the Viacon generals get a little bit more into them. You find out that their previous characters, which is you know all well and good and cool. But my biggest problem is is the fact that they, they they were 
like the cast of characters just wasn't lo- uh, large enough on one side, and that is with the 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 Viacons or the Predacons or whatever you want to call them. It just wasn't large enough. No, I agree. Even though I do, um, I do. There's a lot I like about this Megatron, though. It's not that I don't like. It's not like I don't have a. This is tough. It's not like I have a favoritism of Megatron versus from Beast Wars versus Megatron from Beast Machines. It's that I like both versions for different reasons. I actually really liked Megatron from Beast Machines, to be honest with you, because there was something about him where he was still the same character, but he was in almost total control for the most part. And I don't know something about like him having that confidence this time around, like not to say that he didn't show that in Beast Wars, but just, you know, with him being like the head, you know, the king of the castle, I felt like he acted differently. and was more menacing than he was in Beast Wars. Does that, am I, am I, did you feel that way at all? Yeah, I think, no, I agree. I think the thing that I'm trying to formulate is that Megatron and Beast Machines was very much Megatron without, I don't want to say his ambition, but he was a lot more logical, lacking in emotion. Like, Megatron is such a theatrical character. Like, if you give him scenery, he's going to chew the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. And then, even though it was the same Megatron, he was a lot more cooler, a lot more demeanored, a lot more robotic. And I know that's kind of like the theme that they were going with, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ultimately, they wanted to have this is about organic and freedom and, and expression versus conforming, becoming a drone and being too much machine and trying to find the balance. Like, I think that they should have allowed Megatron to continue being Megatron and not make the changes that they did to him. It's a fair statement, but I think um, what's a fair statement is that Beast Wars was better than Beast Machines. Without a doubt. Okay. <laughs> um, Without a doubt. I think we've pretty much hit home on everything we wanted to say. Uh, unless there's any other final thoughts you had on the shows. No, just that they're fantastic. If you haven't watched them, watch them. The animation even holds up till today. Agreed. I think um, I think they're just two of the best complete stories of kids shows. Of any generation. And I don't want to speak for Andrew, but I just want to state this. Um, we're not saying don't watch Beast Machines. There's a lot of good things about Beast Machines, but it's also keep in mind that Beast it's hard to follow up with Beast Wars. It's it's very hard to follow up with Beast Wars. If you're going to watch them, definitely watch them both because there's a lot of, you know, obviously there's a lot of references to Beast Wars and Beast Machines. Um, but I think in order to get the full scope of everything, you need to watch both. Um, just don't expect Beast Wars, uh, Beast Machines, to have the same caliber as Beast Wars. But there is a lot of things to like about it, at least in my opinion, anyway. But um, Andrew, any other any other comments before we wrap this up? No, I think we uh, hit everything on the head. Well, sweet mama jamma. So thank you guys all for tuning in to another episode of the World of Fandom Podcast. Make sure you follow us and subscribe to us on our various platforms. We'll see you guys next week. And make sure you follow us on the Twitter at PodFandom so you guys can interact with you guys all the time over on the Twitters. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next time where we deep dive into, well, who knows what. Take care, everyone. And as always, take it easy.